you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, December 6th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He was yesterday's special guest, too. A man who, I don't know, might give you the shirt off his back, might go out of his way to help you. I just don't know. I'm sure he's not a bad guy. But look, I don't know what he's like when he leaves this place. All I know is that when he's here, he's professional, he's well-prepared, he's well-groomed, and, well, almost entirely inoffensive. As for the rest of his, you know, situation, I don't know, so don't ask. In fact, stop asking me. Just put your hands together and welcome back yeah. to the pod, our resident QB1, David the Carr. Live in the moment, Drew. Let's just talk about football. <laughs> Worry about what I do at home. <laughs> okay, now I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, 14 questions for week 14. Pretty simple concept. Some having to do with the playoffs, of course. Playoff pictures, who's in, who's out, big winners and losers, all that kind of stuff. You're likely going to hear the names Jordan Love and CJ Stroud at some point. Eagles and Chiefs, big losers in week 13. Questions about them for sure. Cowboys and Lions and Niners, big winners in week 13. Questions related to them feel kind of necessary. So let's get to it. Start with this that fortunately will wrap things up for tonight once again the final score oh it pains me to say it san francisco 42 the eagles 19 well the philadelphia eagles still atop the nfc and the word out of our team here at total access is that jalen hurts lacks pace and some urgency And based on everything we know about this young man, that is very likely more an indictment of his health than it is his character. So, question number one, David Carr. Until Jalen Hurts is 100%, is Marcus Mariota a better option? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, yes. So I think. Okay, a little bit of a stumble there. Man, I mean, you really kind of stammered on it, but I think you're committing to it. I am, I am committing, but here's why I, I hesitate. Because you're going to freak a lot of people a out lot with of people this people are going to be freaked out, but like, what's the goal in Philly? Are you trying to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. They're trying to improve on and last year when they played have... a hell of a game in the Super Bowl and came up agonizingly close. Sometimes you have to have hard conversations and you have to make tough decisions to do things that people can't do, 
right? So I think collectively as a group in Philly, so I'm watching the game the other night, and I just... Yeah, what did you see? What did you see? Well, I, I see Marcus going for a couple plays. Yeah, because uh, Jalen Jalen was hurt, had to go into which had to go a, into the tent real quick. That's just what do you? Yeah, I mean, Jalen, that's a constant state lately. You know, like how healthy is his knee? Right? How healthy is his whole body? We yeah. don't know. Right? The shoulder, the hip, the knee—they've all been uh, question marks. Like, I mean, I'll even go so far as to say, how important is the number one seed for this team? Clearly, if they play San Francisco at home in the rain, it doesn't matter. Right. So let's get a healthy Jalen Hurts for this playoff run. That's like that's probably the toughest thing that you'd have to talk about in Philly today. But I think that if you're not having that conversation realistically, then you're not you're not doing what is necessary to go all the way. Okay, now listener, I want to put a finer point on this because David Carr is not merely suggesting that Jalen Hurts take a game or two off. He is also a proponent, an advocate for the skill set of Marcus Mariota yeah, specifically at this moment in time for Philly. Tell us why. And I and I'll, that's where I'll go even further because also when I watch Jalen when he's able to utilize his legs in the run game and they can run their offense through that. Yes. He's excellent. And they've gotten away from that. And they've gotten away from it. They've gotten so away clearly from a bit of a tell yeah. that he's not 100%. Exactly. So they've gotten away from that, so we know he's hurt. okay, Or at least not 100%, which no one is. But he might be even more limited than maybe a pocket passer that has a sprained AC joint Derek Carr. Right? So yes. that is something he can work through because he's not going to use his legs like Jalen. Whereas Jalen using his legs is vital to the ability of this offense to move forward. And so San Francisco painted a brilliant picture for everyone out there. If Jalen's incapable of using his legs, or if they're just not going to call it, they'll call it two or three times like they did the other night, then we'll just keep him in the pocket and make him go through his reads, which that's not his strength. He's not going to be a guy, just watch him, that goes from left side, flip his hips to the right, and rip the ball. Like, I don't ever see him do that. You see a lot of quarterbacks do that that are kind of relegated to the pocket, where Jalen likes to kind of bounce around, buy a little bit of time, create some running lanes with his legs if he can get there, or maybe make a throw down the field to one of his receivers in open space. He's not a tight window thrower. And so when I look at Marcus, Marcus is. He's not the best passer, but his legs and his ability to use those right now, I remember watching him when he was in Vegas his last year. They would put him in to use his legs, and the guy can scoot. Like, he, he is not slow. He can move. He can run this exact same offense. That's why Philly brought him there, to run that offense in case of a situation where Jalen is incapable of going. I would argue that if, if Philly wants to get back to the Super Bowl and contend, they need a healthy Jalen Hurts to be able to utilize all his superpowers. If you could sit him and rest him, right? And you know what? Who cares about the number one seed? I know Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, number one seeds win the Super Bowl every year, right? Oh, wait, they don't. They, a oh, lot of wait, times they don't get knocked your out. Super Bowl ring. Uh, it came from the we barely made it to seven the seats, six seats. Exactly. Yeah. We had to win the last two games to even get Correct. to a position where we could play on the road every game. Right. But if you're if you're full tilt and healthy and ready and playing good football, by the time you enter the postseason, you have as good a chance as anybody in the tournament. So for me, it's a hard conversation, but I, I would seriously consider putting Marcus Mariota in. Kurt Warner tonight on Total Access, the broadcast, will join uh, David Carr uh, for an install for the game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Now, Kurt Warner had this to say about Jalen Hurts, if I read this note correctly. And David, I was flabbergasted, but you totally agree. That Jalen Hurts struggles when he drops back. Think about that. Think about that. (laughs) We're talking about NFL quarterback, the quarterback of the number one seed in the NFC. 
Yep. And he doesn't have uh, a lot of issues, except one of them happens to be he struggles Dropping back. when he drops back. That's a, I mean, that's not a, that's not a red flag. That is a giant crimson neon light over our heads shouting, <laughs> danger, danger, danger. That's so right. he struggles when he drops back and when he has to go to his second read. Now, I'm probably overstating this with my tone and my intensity here, listener, because I am a huge Jalen Hurts fan. I, I hated the Philadelphia Inquirer with what, uh, for what they did to him earlier in happened. his career. I was so pissed off at them. I was angry at all the Eagles fans who doubted Jalen Hurts. I think he's a brilliant kid, a great football player. I love watching him play. Um, yes. I love even the way that he stands in shotgun in that kind of crouched, <laughs> ready-for-anything position. He's so athletic, and he's so absolutely freaking chill all the time, whether it's in the face of pressure, in the huddle, after a win after a loss he never changes and I love that about him however Hall of Famer Kurt Warner Super Bowl champion David Carr agree that Jalen Hurts for all of his upside struggles when he drops back and when he has to go to his second read which I think we can agree David is a fundamental requirement of anybody who hopes to play NFL quarterback at a reasonably high level it's just you have to you have to have it Philly's not they're not in this thing to make the playoffs right and they Jaylen have a hurdle is, to get over. That hurdle may be the Chiefs or whoever the AFC throws at them. First tilt. things first, it's going to be the Cowboys. First things first, it's going to be the Niners when we get to the That's when we right. get to the playoffs. And in order to win those games of consequence, they're going to have to be able to surprise people. They're going to have to be at their best. That means that Jalen Hurts has to get play calls that best suit his game and oddly it's not him dropping back it's not him going through his progressions it's him leading with his legs that's right because it creates the the type of coverage that you want to be able to expose guys on the back end if we get what we got against san francisco which is a shell coverage not really concerned with jalen using his legs he clearly is not going to be able to just dice you up in those situations so what is philly relegated to I mean, not much, just like we saw the other night. Now, not everyone is going to be able to do what San Francisco did. Yeah, they're a problem for everybody, and they are exactly. unique in that regard. Yeah, but but Philly has to be able to do what they've always done, and I, I just don't think that right now you're going to be able to be in a position at the end of the year to utilize Jalen's legs if he keeps going back out there because it hasn't gotten better. They haven't run him more as he's gotten healthier, as I use air quotes, They've run him less. Yeah. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago when I said that they were playing, you know, they're, they're about to play Dallas or whoever it was. They're going to use Jalen and they're going to use his legs and he's going to be able to go. This was before he was really nicked and before the knee was a thing. And they did. And like you could see them kind of tempoing. Like we don't really have to push the gas all the way down right here. And Jalen's even talked about it. Like we haven't played our best game, right? And their best game is Jalen really pushing the envelope with his legs. And that's when he's able to play with like this, like the chill mode you talk about. Like, because he knows that he can always tuck it and run. He's the adult in the room. Yeah, every every time. And I love Jalen. If he's not full tempo on the line of scrimmage, really stressing people in the run game, they're just not the same team. All to say, and we went a long way down this road on question number one, but all to say, <laughs> it may just actually be possible that right now, at this moment in time, Marcus Mariota is a better option for the Philadelphia Eagles than Jalen Hurts if. They want to do what we think they want to do, which is to, you know, get over that hurdle right. and win another Super Bowl. Question number two, are the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions, guilty of thinking 
that adjacency to Patrick Mahomes is enough to develop a young player as a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, they're guilty of that for sure because they've gone too long now in this season kind of banging their head against the wall, which we like to talk about that in the run game as quarterbacks when we're running the ball into a loaded box, like, let's just throw it, right? They're doing the same thing on the other side where they're just trying to force feed these guys that haven't really shown on the outside that they're capable of making plays consistently for their quarterback. So I think at this point it's time for a reboot. And, okay, and so what does that mean? Because the trade deadline has passed. Tyreek is well gone. Yep. Uh, Travis Kelsey looks a little dinged up he and is. a little bit checked out in my estimation, yeah. which I don't like the implications of that as if somehow I'm pointing the finger at pop no, stars. I Man, I am so not. I love the Taylor Swift uh, angle in our world, and yet something is different. Something's not right with this team. How do you fix a wide receiver room that is underperforming and over-dropping? You, just, you don't use them. I think that you just you stay away from them. And that's what historically every good football team has done at every level that I've ever been around is you always go with your strength as far as personnel. And that's what you're supposed to do as a play caller week to week is you find your best matchup. You find guys that are making plays, you get them on the field somehow. Well, I would argue that their best player aside from Patrick Mahomes, is Pacheco. So, you know, you said it yesterday, you're saying it again today. Number 10, Isaiah Pacheco, the man that Michael Robinson calls the passion back for the defending fantastic. champions, is the best player on the field right now. Lean on him. I snuck a second question in there with question number two. Let's move on to question number three. How much do the defending champs miss Eric Bieniemy? They miss him a lot. I think scheme, yes. Creativity. Uh, Andy can only do so much. Eric was a great leader, and I, I mean, I really believe that. He would motivate guys, and a lot of times that's missed in the NFL. There's very few coaches that will talk and say things to, to players the way Eric said them. And, I, and he gets a lot of heat for that. You know, the power to motivate, I think we kind of overlook that because we, I think we assume, maybe I do, assume that at this level in the NFL, you guys getting big money to play that game, you're not buying any of the bullshit anymore. You're not falling for the rah-rah speeches. You're not going for that. You're probably rolling your eyes at that. You just want a good scheme. You want to be put in a position to succeed with players around you who are committed to the task at hand. And yet, you remind us that the power to motivate in the right way can never be overlooked. So guys like Mike Tomlin, guys like Sean McVay, guys like Robert Sala, in your estimation, yeah. and guys like Eric Bieniemy in this particular uh, circumstance, uh, they are missed. I, I, I would say extremely missed. Um, I think all the things that you said about NFL players just wanting to have a sound scheme and be put in position to play well is exactly right. But I also know that players are insecure and they have bad days and the Chiefs drop a lot of passes. That's the perfect scenario for an Eric Bieniemy type player to maybe get on the guy that needs to be got on and then to maybe a certain way that maybe Matt Nagy can't talk to them to get something out of them because yeah. somehow or another, Eric Bieniemy always did it. Yeah. They had success. They found a way without Tyreek Hill to win a Super Bowl. Yes, they did. So I think that that's probably the one thing that they're probably missing. Question number four, speaking of Eric Bieniemy and asking merely for a friend who is a Commanders fan, uh, <laughs> where do you stand on firing head coaches midseason? There can be some benefit to it. We saw Frank Reich ushered out the door 
Um, there can be there can be some in bad, Carolina bad situations there's because some, there is well, I mean, a lot the, of chatter around the yeah. potential for Ron Rivera to be gone before the season ends. That's yeah. the question, of course, that I'm really asking okay. is, you know, Eric Bieniemy seems to be in place to assume the mantle of leadership. If in fact Ron Rivera was let go, is let go. The question is, where do you stand on doing it now versus waiting till the end of the season? I'm fine with either one, honestly. I don't think that I think that there can be a scenario where. I think that what has to happen is you got to have someone GM or at least maybe even the owner that has a sense of does the guy still have passion for what he's doing? Because honestly, I've I've seen lame duck coaches in the league where they're just kind of like they expect to be fired at the end of the year. So it's like, well, just do it now, honestly, and kind of let everyone go about their business and see what you have in Eric. Like let him go out there the last couple games and see how the team responds. That's the biggest thing. You know, I remember watching Rich Bisaccia come in at the end of the Raiders season a few years ago and how they responded to him. And like that should be a clear sign, right? You would think to an owner where maybe he should get some real consideration. So let's see how the Washington football team has, see how they respond, right? See if their play goes up, see if their see if their motivation to continue on in a, in a season that's all but lost, if they can, if they can show anything, cause that's the real sign. It's like, can you get NFL players that are already booking tickets to Cancun? Can you get them to motivate and, and play some football, especially those those high price guys? You know, rewarding Rich Rich Basaccia with the full time gig was such a wise decision. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Oh wait, he's. Oh wait. Question number five. Uh, let's talk Giants. Let's talk your former team, the New York Giants. Is it a mistake this week not starting Tyrod Taylor and starting Tommy DeVito instead? <laughs> I, I said that to my son the other day. He's a, he's a huge Giants fan because he was in New York when we were – he was my oldest son. So he was there. He got to go through the parade, the Hall of Heroes, like all that stuff, right? So he was – he's adamant about DeVito. He is. He, he loves him. And I, I think he just loves the nostalgia of Is him. it a hot hand nostalgia yeah. play? Is it a good story? I think Tyrod, and you might as well kind of like yeah. ride the energy while you get a chance. Yeah, is that maybe. where Dayball's head is probably? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably. He probably is. <laughs> Dayball looks – uninterested right now in this team so do you think honestly. that he's kind of you know just kind of going all in with a weak hand right now i think that's what he's doing really yeah i, I think that I, I don't think that he's going anywhere i think he's the guy in in new york i think but that, he knows that the season isn't going anywhere so I might as well him, i watch him even when like uh, when danny would come off the field a or, coach or choosing story over scheme and and he would just kind of uh, i remember he said to devito a couple weeks ago he threw a pick and he's like you didn't see him huh and DeVito was just like, no. He was like, as he's walking off the field. Yeah. You like, I read Dayball's lips. Yeah. Saying, you didn't see him. You didn't see him. You didn't see him. And he didn't and tear he him like, a new one. He was just yeah, like, he was just okay. Like, you didn't see him, did you? No. He's like, nope. <laughs> and oh, he didn't no. even. He didn't even care. So I don't know how to interpret your answer. Is it a mistake not starting <laughs> Tyrod Taylor this think, week? No. You're yeah. saying, look, Tommy DeVito's two and one as a starter. Uh, a kind of a pleasant, refreshing surprise for the New York Football Giants. Uh, might as well stick with the kid until yeah. he gives you a reason not to. I think so. I think that's where he's at unfortunately. <laughs> Question number six. Let's talk LA Rams across the street. The SoFi kids. Is this defense good enough to support a Rams offense that now healthy is clearly dangerous and, uh, and could really do something? I think it is. I think it actually is just because a, this notion that it's Aaron Donald and a bunch of other guys, is that, is that not accurate? Yeah, okay. So like if, from a physical standpoint, you watch Aaron Donald, he never loses a rep. Never. Loses a but there are ten other guys who have a job to there do are, behind him. There are, and but I think scheme-wise, they're 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 a good team. They put a little bit of pressure from a scheme standpoint on the opponent, and that couples well with their offense, especially if they're going to 
start to heat up a little bit, get a run game going. Puka and Cooper, like that's Matt is a live arm still. Kyron Williams is a bit of a revelation. He's Fifth t- round back at Notre Dame. Kid looks good, man. If I'm playing the Rams. Don't feel good about Higby's that. Higby's a decent option there at tight end. I agree. I like this team. I like this team a lot. And I like this team a lot because Matt is just going to keep you in it, right? And I know Sean's a, a brilliant coach. But the question was about the defense. Are they good enough to be the the counterbalance to a Matt Stafford-led offense, Sean McVay-led offense, that clearly is good enough to keep you in it? Can they do enough of a job? Can they do a good enough job on the defensive side to get them enough wins to get them in the tournament? And I you think, think the answer may be yes. I think they can because I think that you just have to focus on on – what good defensive coordinators with great offenses do and focus on the the as Mike Tomlin likes to say the the not the turnover downs but the downs that really count third down red zone like right. those downs you have to find a way to hold them to field goals and get off the field a good defensive coordinator with a with a good offense that is you Raheem Morris uh we're seeing what you're doing over these last four or five weeks man you're putting together Raheem's another brilliant. resume run man this kid is well, the like, fact that he's not a head coach right now in the NFL that is a wrong so that will be righted a, before yeah, too long a little bit of a story so I'm in, I'm in New Orleans my brother where after after the game we're sitting there and I'm on his couch and Raheem Morris's face pops up and he goes, that guy's really good. And like that's for, for a quarterback to yeah. say that current quarterback about a defensive coordinator, yep. like he, he's legit. Says a lot. Yep. Question number seven, let's talk Broncos. They lost that heartbreaking game against the Texans, uh, failed inside the five on fourth yeah. down. Russell Wilson threw his third pick of the day. They had won five straight games before that week 13 loss. David Carr did their luck run out. I don't. I mean, I, it did that day, but I, I still think that they, they're they're a good football team, you know. And I think that Sean is doing what he intended to do when he came there, is kind of revamp that whole system. And it took a crushing defeat, at the hands of Mike McDaniel and that Dolphins offense, to kind of say we're not good enough. And he axed some guys, let some guys go, brought in some young talent, kept some veteran talent on the back end. And I think offensively, they, they kind of know who they are. They're a team that they're not going to go out there and just throw 40 points up on the board every week, but they're going to play sound football. Russ is doing a good job using his legs. He looks healthy, relatively healthy compared to last year. And I think that they're formidable. That was a good team. Houston's a good football team. And, and Denver was right there with them. They just they made a couple mistakes. But that's if you said that that was a, a, a battle for the number one seed, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, they're right there. So Denver's not a bad football team. Like they They just... You know, winning streaks happen, and then they fizzle out, but it's not like they just got waxed and, and were exposed. They were not exposed at all. They, If anything, they've, they've, they've shown that you can slow down the Houston offense a little bit. So I think that it, was, it was a good showing. Did the Broncos' luck run out, David Carr says? Absolutely not. There is the halftime whistle. After the break, we'll continue our 14 for 14. 14 questions as we prepare for a fascinating slate of games in week 14. The final seven questions to David Carr are next on NFL Total Access, the podcast. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you ever do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, the former number one overall pick, the Super Bowl champion, David Carr. Question number eight, Bills versus Chiefs. Let's talk Buffalo Bills. Can they win a close game? They are two and six in games decided by one score or less this year. So, yes, clearly the two in that suggests that they can. I guess the better question, will they win their next close game? That's this week against the Chiefs in KC. Yeah, I believe they can. I I think that it comes down to two factors, and it's Sean McDermott and his ability to manage situations a little bit better than he has in the past. And then I think the other thing is – is, is also tying that mindset in with your quarterback. And when I watched Josh over the last couple of weeks, he's had the mistake we talked about last week where he threw the pick to the corner. It's like, I didn't see him, could have thrown the whole shot. That's fine. I think that it's more of how they're managing the offense and utilizing the backs out of the backfield and really kind of trying to take a little bit off of his plate. And I think as they start to do that and Josh finds it's, it's, it's actually pretty easy to play quarterback in this league when you let other people kind of do the work for you, you got to have a play caller that's willing to do that. And I think that they've done that in the last few weeks. So I think you get into a situation with Kansas City and you do that a little bit, stay close at the end, they'll find a way. They absolutely can. But it takes it takes a, com- a complete team effort. You can't just be, okay, I'm the defense. We're going to play good defense. And then offensively, we're just going to – we'll be all over the place. Like, they have to work together. And that was the brilliance of when I was in New York watching Tom Coughlin and then the defense would be married with what we were doing on offense. And it was a cohesive unit. And situationally, we were all on the same page. That's where Buffalo has to get. That's what we've been talking about with them for the last couple of years, honestly. 
And if they can figure that out, even though it's late in the season and they're kind of out of it, but kind of in it, they could very easily find a way to win a couple games in a row. Some things happen, they sneak in. That's just exactly the scenario that, honestly, that we found ourselves in in New York is we got hot at the end. We found our identity. I mean, all it really could take is Josh just using the backs out of the backfield and taking a little bit off his plate and voila. Look at the Buffalo Bills are exactly who we thought they were going to be the last three years. Uh, James Cook, uh, we're calling you to center stage. Uh, the spotlight is yours for the taking. Uh, Bills and Chiefs, it's a huge game. In some ways, it's a must-win game. If they don't yeah, win, they this game, win this game, the Buffalo Bills may be mostly, if not mathematically, eliminated from playoff contention in the AFC. The Bills team that we saw lose to the Eagles, in my estimation, uh, should absolutely expect to beat the Chiefs team that we saw lose to the Packers. And that's right. yet, that's why they play the game. It's in KC. Can the Bills do it? David Carr says yes. Will the Bills do it? Well, that's up to you, Buffalo. Question number nine. David Carr, you always talk about quarterback superpowers. What is C.J. Stroud's? What I like to look at for young quarterbacks is their ability to throw, and I've talked about this before, at intermediate level, 15, 25 yards, and being able to layer the ball and throw it with anticipation. He's great at that. I think that is what you have to have as a prerequisite to play great quarterback in this league. And he came into the league and just had it from, from the jump. He also has shown in the last couple weeks the ability to sense pressure. And I think that sometimes you either have that or you I think a lot of times you either have that or you don't. Sometimes it doesn't show itself for a while. And so what I've seen the last couple weeks is like, oh, he's starting to kind of like buy a little bit of time back there, slide in the pocket the appropriate way. It's almost like you can you have a an extra sense about you. You know where the rush is. And you don't just escape out to the right like I, I just hate. I watch quarterbacks do it, and they just throw the ball away. C.J. doesn't do that. He kind of buys time, and like Mahomes, he'll step forward. He'll move to the left. Keep he'll his turn the his field. back to the defense he'll and actually go defense. left. So you see that stuff, right? Like that is, that's what the great ones have is, you know, the ability to play within the system, which is a great system, but then also to do that extra and keep his players alive down the field because he keeps his eyes up. I mean, he'll run, but he also is looking for the big shot. I think that's his superpower is his intermediate level throwing ability, which is great for a young guy, but now his pocket sense and playmaking ability, it reminds me of, and I know he's wearing the same uniform of Deshaun five years ago in, in that same building where he would kind of just, all right, I don't have to, but, but CJ's even better at throwing on time. He's better inside the system than Deshaun was. So that's terrifying. Question number 10, Dallas Cowboys. Do they require balance on offense in order to, A, threaten the Eagles this week, and B, give themselves any chance of actually making it to the promised land, which I think in their case is an NFC championship game, and yes, a trip to a Super Bowl? Yes, they do require balance, but I also think they've found that balance in some of their play-action pass schemes, which have been really nice. And so the threat of the run is just as important as actual run. Absolutely, yeah. The threat that that run could crack for 15 or 20 yards and to be able to pull the linebackers up off that action has created space. But it's one thing to create that space and then run basic stock concepts that everyone knows and they can kind of undercut and just, you know, I, the worst thing in the world is when you see linebackers after initial play action fake run to the spot that the play action pass is going to. Like that's a pet peeve of mine when I watch guys do that. I'm like, well, they know, they know off that action what scheme you run every time, right? So to break that mold and do some different things is what Mike McCarthy has really done a great job over the last month is he's put Brandon Cooks in particular in that role. I really feel like they went back and they pulled out some uh, Sean McVay 
like I thought about that over the weekend. I was like, they went back to Sean McVay, Brandon Cooks, and they just said, what 10 plays? I guarantee you went to like one of the quarterback assistants was like, hey, go pull up all Brandon Cooks' big plays with the Rams. And they just use that. It's literally the same stuff, man. It's crazy to watch. It's the same formations. So I think that's really what's unlocked their offense on first and second down. And then third down, Dak's been great. He's, we've talked about this before. They don't, they, they've lost the middle read concept where they're trying to like read things out. And they've unlocked Dak to be able to move guys with his shoulders, put guys basically in spots, you know, vertically up the field. And he's made some big-time throws and plays off that. Do the Cowboys require balance on offense to get where they're headed? The answer, David Carr says, is yes. And shame on me. The answer included a, they already have it. Question number 11, Purdy or Dak, who is the MVP? I love that. So you were explaining uh, why Brock in your friend's estimation, could not be. Yeah, uh, not, it was somebody that I was listening to this morning. It's uh, valid. One, one, of, one of our colleagues in the business, I think it was on Fox Radio, and I think it was a, somebody who was talking to Colin Coward, and he made a really, really good point, which is that how can you make Brock Purdy the MVP if he is the fourth or fifth most dangerous player on his offensive unit behind Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and arguably George Kittle, and this was the most damning and most interesting point that he made was when you ask questions about the San Francisco 49ers, what's the big question mark? It's not about the yeah. defense. It's not about the O-line. It's not about McCaffrey. It's not about the wide receiver unit. It is, in fact, about Brock Purdy and whether or not he can do it when it matters most, when the lights are brightest, when the pressure is on the most. If you are the biggest question mark on your team, can you actually be the MVP of the league? That was his assertion, and I think he's really onto something. I There's something he, to that. I think he is onto something. I would even I, I would say this. I would say so. This. Is that a way of you saying that Dak is the answer to this question? Yeah, Dak is the MVP. I think Dak. I think Dak. I think right no, now. No, but I didn't mean to interrupt. You're about to say. Well, I think when I look at that, I well, first of all, the the cynic in me and like me just like wanting to fly in the face of everything is well, that's the exact reason why Brock is the MVP. Because not best, it, valuable, most valuable, right? He's because if it didn't have that piece, all of those beautiful, shiny toys would go to waste. Yep. And he's Kyle's brain on the field. So, like, that's what I want to say. But based on no, what I'm I've, really glad that you did say that, because you know, I think that is as legitimate an argument as any other that's been made. I just feel like that is kind of where my heart goes, because I've watched the 49ers and I've watched Kyle and I've. I remember watching him in Atlanta with with Matt Ryan, and that was a, that was beautiful, right? And Brock is doing the same things. And Matt won MVP. No, Matt didn't win another MVP, but Brock's doing the same things Matt Ryan did when he won MVP. The same thing. Like it's they're on their way to the Super Bowl, and they're crushing people. And it's it's because Brock is playing quarterback for the 49ers. Okay, so you know what? As much as I was maybe even trying to steer him toward Dak at <laughs> the like end of Dak. this, I think the answer uh, for you may be like Brock, Brock Purdy better. still. Yeah, I like Brock better. Question number 12. At the beginning of this season, we were watching images of Jordan Love play quarterback. And over the first couple of weeks, there were a couple of snapshots in our minds <laughs> that had us thinking about Aaron Rodgers. There was something about the delivery. There was something about the posture. There was something about the way that he did what he was doing that reminded us very much of number 12, his predecessor, Aaron Rodgers. We are seeing a different Jordan Love these days. We are seeing a different silhouette. We are seeing a different ball angle. We are seeing something more casual. The ball is dropping to his waist as he goes back in the pocket 
And that may be a quarterback coach's nightmare and an offensive coordinator's nightmare. But here's my question, David Carr, is Jordan Love finally Jordan Love? I love that. So this is this is my favorite picture of quarterbacks. Is So Aaron Rodgers, when he played for the current Fresno State coach, Jeff Tedford, who was my quarterback coach at Fresno for the first couple of years and is now there coaching my son, when he was with uh, Jeff, he held the ball up by his ear, Aaron Rodgers did, and he threw it soundly from up there and was very accurate. I remember him dicing up USC his last year from that position. And then over time, Aaron got a little more comfortable, and it, the ball went down to his waist, and he started slinging it. And he became Aaron Rodgers, right, the MVP, multi-MVP guy that we know. And Jordan has developed that same ability and the same comfort level in his own skin. And he's not trying to be Aaron anymore. He has those mannerisms, but I remember even like listening to the broadcast the other night and it's like, I was trying to be too perfect with the deep ball. And now I'm just laying it out there. And you see he has this silhouette that's his uniquely his own. He's kind of fallen back a little bit. It's a little bit three quarter. I didn't There's see something lithe and willowy and almost slouchy about it. He never threw it, the ball like that in my backyard. He hasn't lost his athleticism <laughs> one tiny bit in no. all of this. There's something. It's uniquely him. I, like, I feel like I'm finally seeing the young man be himself. I've watched the guy throw for 10 years in my backyard and, and in <laughs> local you know, football stadiums. Oh, who can't say that, listener? How many of us never haven't had the same experience of Jordan Love throwing in our that. backyard? Like, I didn't, like, he was very sound and mechanical, and like he was a good quarterback. But he's developed into something that's like it's a lot of fun to watch. And Matt is doing a great job, right? But he also, what I've noticed is they're doing a lot more subtle audibles. I love the subtle audibles. That's just my my personal. I, I Peyton was great, and maybe I'm just mad that Peyton won like five MVPs while I was playing against him in the AFC South. <laughs> he was so demonstrative. But like the guys that can subtly change the play based on a tip that they got from the defense. Like you watch Jordan, he'll subtly go to his helmet with both fingers. He's alerting. Right, not changing the play for the offensive line. It's the same pass protection, play action pass, all the same. He's changing it. You watch the receivers do the same signal back, and they're just changing the route. And that's based on he got a tip in the coverage in the cadence that he used, and they just and they get into the right play. And it's it's fun to watch, man, because he's creating these big pass plays down the field by getting into the right play, by getting it right and being comfortable at the line of scrimmage. So I I love that, man. David Carr really loves good. him some love. Question number 13, the AFC playoff picture. Who is first out? Who is first in? The AFC playoff picture as it stands right now, the wild card spots belong to the Steelers at five, the Colts in sixth, the Browns in seventh. Eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12 are as follows. Texans, Broncos, Bills, Bengals, Chargers. Who is the first team out? Okay, give me the ones that are on the bubble Steelers, right now. Steelers, Colts, and Browns are all wild Steelers, cards. Colts, and Browns, uh, okay. Occupants, as Got it stands it. right now, they all share a 7-5 and five record. Okay. On the bubble, the Texans, also 7-5. and five. Broncos and Bills and Bengals, all three of those teams, are 6-6. Six and six. I threw the Chargers in the, because there's a part of me that always believes that they could make some sort of a run that never comes, but there you go. I think the Browns are not going to make it. Browns first out. Who's first in? I think the Bills are going to make it. Bills first in. Starting with a win over the Chiefs this week. Question number 14. 14 for 14. We have arrived at number 14. Let's go back and look at the NFC playoff picture. Who is first out? Who is first in? The wild card spots belong to the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Packers. Let's keep in mind that the four seed in the NFC, currently the Atlanta Falcons, yes. who are 6-6, six and six, albeit atop the NFC South. On the bubble, Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Saints, Giants, 
Bears, Commanders, etc., uh, etc. By the way, that's another yes. way of saying Arizona Cardinals. So, who is first out? Who is first in? I, I think the Vikings are the first. Vikings out. first out. Who takes their spot, or who takes a wild card spot in their place? And the Falcons will take the wild card spot because the Saints are going to win the division. And just like that, intrigue. <laughs> You know what? Just for that, we get a bonus question. <laughs> bonus question number 14. Right, Are the Niners the best team in the NFL? Absolutely. I said it last week, and I'm not alone saying it. And I didn't think that the game against Philly was going to be close for several reasons. I thought rain could play a factor. But I now see that it does not. And home field advantage doesn't matter because of how they play offense. They don't care what the noise level is like. They're going to physically beat you up on both sides of the ball. And if they are all healthy, which is the case for every NFL team, and, and those key position players stay on the field, I won't go so far as to say Super Bowl champions, but they're going to be in it at the end. They're, they're going to be all the way as far as they want to be and have to make the plays, obviously, to be where you want, because I know how hard it is. I can't just sit here and say they're going to be Super Bowl champions because I know how hard that is. Yeah. Like That is an extremely difficult thing. And the best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. They don't Bowl. always win because you have to, you got to execute. But right now they are in a really good position. I made the argument the other day that this season, more than any in recent memory, proves to us there's really no such thing as best. There's only better. The better That's team on the day, and that can change on any day, any given Sunday, Monday, Thursday, you name it. It is the better team that wins, and the best team better be where? Because sometimes they are not always the better team on the day. I want to thank today's very special guest, David Carr. My cup runneth over uh, with you on today's time, and I don't care. Today was great. Thank We're you so good, much, David man. Carr. Absolutely. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, 
It's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And I want to invite the listener to join us tomorrow when Michael Robinson will be the man in the chair. We're going to take a closer look at the two best games of Week 14, Bills and Chiefs. Eagles and Cowboys. We're going to do a tale of the tape. Who has the edge? Let's get granular. Let's do it tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.